Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 22 of Pleb Chain Radio. Today is Friday, August 4th. Um, we have a great show ahead of you today. Sam from the Lightning Store and Wave Lake joins us to talk about all the incredible work and art um, that he's involved in. Uh, in a few minutes, we have Lau and Marseille from the Nostra Report walking us through the lightning round, our weekly news recap uh, segment that we have on the show every week. But before we begin, uh, I think QW, you have um, a sobering conversation to have. Yeah, I just wanted to give a little dedication to the fur babies out there. Um, I actually took my, my, my girl Cody and had her put down today, said my goodbyes. So it's, it's one of those things where you you really kind of uh, uh, cherish the the babies when you can. Um, Marseille last week uh, she she lost her fourteen year old Koa, um, so uh, two girls, uh, fourteen and fifteen, uh, lived a full life. I think that's the most important thing. It's really what's in uh, when you when you that's all you can really hope for when you when you get a puppy is is that you can give them the the fullest life possible. So um, you know it's it's heartening, it's sad, but it, at the same time, you know. Uh, goal was achieved and uh, forever cherished at scarce time. I mean, there's nothing more scarce uh, than time and dogs are even scarcer comparatively to humans. So I really appreciate uh, all the fur babies out there. So squeeze them, hug them, pet them, love them. Um, moving on. So just looking at the, uh, the, 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 the this week in general, um, just talking about the momentum um, coming off of last week. I mean, obviously we had show 21. Jeff Booth was here the day before that. Uh, Preston was on Nest. Um, you started to see the Nest really start uh, filling out. Uh, but I'm also seeing it on the analytics of uh, the Fountain app and uh, our, our backend analytics on like rss.com. What's beautiful is the message of Noster is spreading. So, um, you know, I won't get into the amount, but it's 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 starting to get to a point where it's it might be going parabolic, uh, which is great. Um, you know, it, it, it might be because we're cross pollinating a little bit more. You're starting to see uh, different uh, accounts come over to Noster from Twitter just saying enough is enough um, or I'm just going to dedicate more time here. Uh, but I really think that cross posting is, is a big one. Um, when you can, when you can just say, "Hey, come over here," even just like the nest. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a gateway to um, the social side of uh, Noster. And uh, you know, you have accounts like Jack. Um, he's he's noticing it a little bit too. He's saying much more activity on Noster these days. It ebbs and flows, but continues to compound. I 100% agree with that. I think the signal is really starting to strengthen over here. Um, you know, I think it's important that people realize it's not just a social app. It's not just oh, is that a Twitter alternative? Is that a uh, is that a blue sky alternative? No, it's it's a protocol. It's an ecosystem. It's a wonderland of min, uh, mini apps. So it's something where we're starting to see some of these mini apps kind of take off. Um, I don't know if you've have you have you checked out Stemster, uh, Avi? 
I, I, I well, I haven't checked it out, but I'm uh, familiar with it. It's what Rock and Henry and a few others have built, uh, and I am. It's something I'm very interested in because my son, who's almost thirty, he's twelve, is almost thirteen, is an avid uh, garage band user. He's right. been doing it for years, and it's something that I'm keen for him to check out. I think there are a few things that uh, I'm concerned about. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to create an an NPUB for him, and he is a minor, obviously, and creating an NPUB means having a full-fledged nostril count, uh, which means he gets to see maybe some child-inappropriate content that, you know, for, for us, it's fine, right? We laugh laugh it off uh, when we see it, but uh, maybe it, it could scar a child. So that's a concern. But, but Kitabi, before we talk about STEM, so I just want to go back to the point you made about Ness. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, I think it's an incredible gateway to Nostra because it is just a website that anyone can come to, right? And we saw that happening with Jeff Booth last week. He posted this on Twitter. A bunch of folks who'd never used Nostra before just clicked on the link to the Nest, showed up, and then you can see how the mind starts going once they're here, right? They they get a random ostrich emoji with a name like sailor or pleb or whatever right and then they look around the room and they see a bunch of other people with profile pics with their profile names and an npub below and they're like wait what is an npub how do i get an npub what is this thing right and they and this it starts sticking that way and it is a great way of bringing people uh into the fold yeah it absolutely is um and just the exposure to Nostra in general, once you start realizing that it's not just one thing, uh, it's, it's, I think Jack had the quote, the more I think about Nostra, the more I, excited I get. And that's kind of where I, I, I was kind of seeing that this week when I, when I saw kind of Stemster come, come in and I see the combination. What, what's beautiful about Stemster, it's kind of like a splice uh, replica or something similar to that, where you can take a, a track, you throw it up there for uh, open source and then all of a sudden you have it remixed, and then all of a sudden the remix has uh, has lyrics on it. Um, it's just the community effort is it, it's really beautiful. As a you know, uh, it's just the, and, and how quickly um, you can throw one track on, and it, it in, in like an hour, all of a sudden you have a full song that was combined with uh, three different people from three different countries, type of thing. So you start to see that community power the peer-to-peer network uh, really taken off with that. And I, I just thought it was beautiful. I, I, and I keep seeing people that try it for the first time they, that you can actually comment in there um, and they're just blown away. Uh, it, and it's just powerful. Uh, and I think that's really what Nostra is about. Um, not social, not just, uh, you know, here's my Twitter, but, uh, you know, let we, we combine forces. We see that with devs. We see that with, um, you know, just plebs in general, even us in this plub chain radio. People want to help. People want to get involved. And it, it, it really inspires us all. And KW, you are an amateur music producer of sorts, right? You've, you've certainly dabbled in it. It's what is been your 12 experience? years. <laughs> but, but <laughs> well, you know... It's, it reminds me of that GIF where the guy's blow, blowing the uh, dust off the guitar. You know, it, it's one of those things where it really wants to inspire you. You get your creative juices flowing where you're like, well, I really want to sit down and, and try this again in this environment because it's so infectious. I believe the pronunciation is GIF, QW. Oh, That's man. I don't know, man. I, I, I've been team uh, GIF for a long time, <laughs> like uh, Jiffy uh, peanut butter, you know. 
<laughs> it's it's think of the word gift and remove the t at the end what are you left with <laughs> yeah anyways <laughs> you know we we have those uh that's that's just the way it is it's just our uh our, our old adage, our old joke where we were just uh, when you read something forever and then you go out in public and you and you say it and everyone looks at you like you got uh, three heads. So that's that's fun. Um, what else you got, Avi? What anything, uh, any takeaways this week? Well, the, the real takeaway I'm looking for, QW, um, is uh, what our friends at the Nostra Report who work tirelessly every week to compile uh all the happenings in the Nostra world and the broader Bitcoin world have put together. So before I throw to them for uh, our lightning round, the weekly recap of news and events, any last words from EQW? No, no. Um, avoid the orb. That's it. <laughs> Indeed. So I'm going to hand it to our good friend Lau from the Nostra report. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Lau. <laughs> Welcome to the lightning round provided by Nostra Report. <laughs> We're seeing steady client de development like any other week. I wouldn't know where to begin to summarize all of it without losing track of time. All of the clients in development right now are doing great stuff. Nostra is just beautiful. In contrast, the Twitter X development feels like watching a disaster take place in real time. Everything they come up with is just like the nightmare version of social platforming. Discussion that is a bit noisy, I think, but still worthwhile is the one about Bitcoin Magazine trying to scam people into buying what they call rare sats for a lot of money. I wonder why they are so desperate to cheat people out of their Bitcoin. What do you guys think? It's a good question. Um, you know, and I couldn't help but notice. So what, what does rare sats do? I mean, and if you look at those, they combine it with what an inscription, uh, which is more of like a, uh, it, it just, it just provides more congestion in the network. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that marathon digital, uh, just actually, uh, assigned to be the, uh, the sponsor for Bitcoin magazine, uh, until 2027. So, I mean, between the two, that's a pretty nice little combination. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, you, you, you got the mutual benefit, I guess. Whether that is the deal, uh, whether VCs are involved or they just need a little money to get by, uh, it seems like their uh, DCG or GBTC uh, position is an important one as well. So, I, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see. Uh, but maybe they really do believe it's great for adoption and uh you know, they, they've, they've gaslit themselves that way. Yeah, might be. I, I really Avi, like Cor What do you think on that? Uh <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, we, we had the whole... In February, for those of you who remember, we started the Gorilla Warf or gor Gorilla with G-O-R-I-L-L-A Warfare um, hashtag, which is a play on, obviously, Gorilla War saying the, the only way we fight monkey JPEGs, right, which is sort of a proxy for having JPEGs, uh, NFTs on Bitcoin, is through memes. And we had this whole meme campaign, which I thought was very successful. We had some fantastic memes come out uh, through the month of February uh, on that. And look, I, the ordinals are uh, completely made up fictitious framework. You cannot serialize Satoshi's 
within uh, a UTXO, the only thing the, mm -hmm. that uh, that's meaningful on the time chain is a UTXO. Sats are what you use to measure the value of a UTXO. It's like taking an irregular lump of gold and saying uh, the first milligram in that is really rare from 10 million BC or something like that, right? It's just a completely meaningless statement. You're getting me excited uh, say, just saying that, Avi, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> or it's, it's like taking a $1 bill and saying, well, you know, there are 100 pennies in it, and the first penny is a rare one from 1965 or something like that. It's absurd. It's completely absurd. So I, I'm not a fan of ordinals and certainly inscriptions. Uh, but uh, And Guy Swan, uh, a couple of months back, did a really good Guy's take on this, where he called this a tragedy of the commons, right? It's when you can do something on a public good, unfortunately, it will be abused. And I think we're seeing that. Mm. Yeah. I really liked uh, Corinne DeLorean's... Uh... Uh, thing on Habla. Did you guys read that? He, I did. Uh, he, I did. It was great. Yeah. He, he basically um, called Satoshis for out, out for what they are. Um, units of measurement, just like inches on a ruler. An individual inch on a ruler, you can't take it out and and displace it. It's 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 on the ruler, and the UTXO is like it's like the whole ruler. You, you can you can break it up and, um, but but then you don't have the the whole thing anymore. Yeah, in fact, the UTXO is the thing you're measuring with the ruler. Right? Yeah, it's not even the ruler itself. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, that's the best way to see it. Well, to continue, um, MicroStrategy steadily, steadily stacking stats in huge increments is fun to witness, well, though one must, must not forget that it is a company and not a person. It makes for lousy comparison to any individual stacking stats. Still, 750 million space balls is a lot of US currency. This is never boring watching them do this. Um, did you guys see that KPMG report about the sustainability of Bitcoin mining? That's now one of 24 articles I've seen so far, a clear indicator that the mainstream narrative has definitely eclipsed. Greenpeace will likely be forced to either shamefully admit their folly or hypocritically ignore it. Or do you think, do you think we will be seeing more Greenpeace anti-Bitcoin bullshit? I think we will see, there will be a long tail of it, right? There will be some kind yeah. of rigor mortis from Greenpeace. <laughs> They're going to try to be right as much as they can, even though we all know they're not right. But that's just the way they're going to work. Hopefully, it's just it's going to be as beautiful as the as the last one. And hello, Marseille. <laughs> for anybody way, for anybody that is just listening on the uh, recorded, that's Marseille uh, from Nostra Report. She uh, <laughs> she's she's on the road. She just got uh, done surfing, so she's on the she's on the ride right now. She might be <laughs> no, on the I surfboard actually. Me. I was going to say, QW, in a pleb chain radio first. I should have said, I'm kicking myself, I should have said this during the introduction. In a pleb chain radio first, we have our first um, an, uh, lightning round where one half of the lightning round is happening on a surfboard in Costa Rica. <laughs> it's quite something. I wish that was true, but no, I'm inside a car. But I am waiting, I am possible surfer. Post surfing, I don't know if that's a thing that I should count. Definitely, let's say this 
Beautiful. Um, Umbral coming out with the ability to back up your uh, event data set was big news. Next to Ethan with the Nostrified backup tool. This is going the right, right way for Nostra user data integrity, I think. What should we call the, the agglomeration of personal Nostra data? We don't seem to have a good term for it yet. Backup notes and other stuff. What should it be called? That is a good one, Lau. We need to we, we need to put that out there in the court of public opinion. We need a collective noun, right? Like you have a murder of crows or a gaggle of geese. What do you call a collection of aggregated Nostra data? Yeah. We will put it to the plebs. I mean, we've done that before. Uh, I think uh, breaking bad, breaking, uh, break, uh, banking bad was uh, one of them we put to the plebs. Mm -hmm. So far, only Stu wrote about this, though I think it was amazing news. LK99 room temperature superconducting is one of the most tucked away news items I can think of. Definitely big news. The implications of this technology are highly disruptive and potentially extremely deflationary for all computing. And the the last item I got is, um, it's kind of meta reporting, but Jeff Booth coming on the show last week was very big news item for all of us on Noster. Hearing his conviction to Noster is heartwarming and encouraging. Seeing the amount of downloads climb steadily all week must feel confirming to you guys too, huh? Noster is an in inevitable. Uh, that's that's what I got out of uh, Jeff Booth last week. Uh, I think I think that uh, kind of reaffirms uh, everything we see too as the growth continues, or like Jack says, it uh, it ebbs and flows. It's almost as uh, inevitable as the the power grab going on at uh, at uh, Twitter X. Yeah, the everything app uh, where you can have everything uh, done. Through your app, uh, just watch out for SIM swaps, you know? Mm -hmm. Make sure you, you have a username that they don't want to steal, too, because apparently a lot of people are, 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 are losing their usernames on X because they feel like they want it. Yeah, that's what happened. This X, X, the username X got jacked by <laughs> without without and even asking. Just we're going to take the that. handle, uh, the handle at music also. Well, and that's an important point on Noster. Uh, I've said it here before, but your 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 username, your uh, inpub is, uh, I mean, everything about it. Uh, that's your your space. That's your private property. Um, no one can touch it. Isn't it cool? Sorry. <laughs> Isn't it cool how like okay, we first had point, and that definitely redefined the, the 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 definition of private property. You finally have real private property. And then now you come, and this sounds ridiculous for some people, but your input, your identity, your followers, your your notes, everything you put out there is your private property. No one can take that away from you. And that I find that beautiful. It is very powerful. Just don't go boating with your NSEC, though. Or surfing, for that matter, Marseille. <laughs> I won't. I promise. I won't lose my keys. <laughs> Well, what happens with all the compromised insects? I was fantasizing about that t today with uh, with uh, Doc Marseille and, uh, and and Corn. We we should we should actually hijack those compromised insects and just go party with them. This this old Gandalf insect still lying around somewhere. 
Well, at the beginning, we there were people. There was actually people that would accidentally post it on their. You know, they they'd send a note out of their insect. It's like, oh well, yeah. at least it happened now <laughs> instead of later. I'm not gonna forget NBK out of all people doing that. NBK. <laughs> yeah, he pressed the delete button. Uh, that's something that uh, I mean, that's that's cool that uh, when you delete it, there's no getting it back. I mean, it literally does that, but uh, it is what it is. So guys, before we end the lightning round, I want to do um, a few announcements, uh, if you let me. <laughs> the first one is that our series of Marseille Files from BTC Prague is almost coming to an end. We only have the video coming out this Sunday and then two videos more for next week and we're almost done. So I want to thank everybody for the support and sending me to Prague so we could create this content. With that said, um, I'll be going to Baltic Honey Badger and we will be creating more content there. I hope everyone joins because it's it's very exciting to, to see NOSTA report as something so tiny now getting invited to conferences or going to conferences and covering them. So I'll be there and more content will be created. Um, so make sure if you're around Europe and you can go get your tickets and if not, just tune in to Marsifiles soon. And then, if you're not going to make it there, then uh, we have Nostracia coming up, so sign up. That's going to be online, it's going to be in Tokyo, and it's going to be in Hong Kong. So, make sure to be there as well. And then, if you are like super cool developer, join the Hackathon. Um, the links are all in the Nostracia account. And, if you can make it there, then there's Nostraville going. And then, if you can make it there either, uh, Adopted Bitcoin just announced to me this week that they really want to do, they want to give space for Noster. So if you if you want to speak, they have open spaces for, for speakers to go and talk. They want to hear more about Noster. They want to give it a space. So that will be in El Salvador in November as well. So this was just like my commercial moment of inviting people. I think we should really take on the opportunity that Bitcoin conferences are given Noster to speak because that brings more people for fulfilling and I don't think any other protocol, decentralized protocol, has had this chance, so we should definitely grab it. And isn't that amazing that uh, Nostra's birthday is on November 7th, and you have Nostrasia, you have uh, Adopting Bitcoin, you have Nostraville, all within the same week of the birthday, uh, Nostravember. I mean, really, it, it, it wasn't really planned like that, but it just kind of all the stars are aligning. So whether you're... Uh, uh, you know, in South America or, you know, um, United States or, uh, you know, Asia, uh, even Europe, you're going to have to figure out which way you want to go because you can uh, go one of three ways uh, pretty much within a week and uh, celebrate Nostra. Yeah, adopting Bitcoin, I'm sorry, Baltic County Badger will be in September and we're having a Nostra party there. So I don't know what's cooler than partying with a bunch of purple people. And Marseille, on that, on the fact that the Nostra report is now being invited to all of these conferences um, as and giving a, a given a press pass, it's happened a few times now already. It's almost as if between Plapchain Radio and the Nostra report, we're building uh, a new media empire. So stay tuned, folks. We're ready to take over. <laughs> QW? 
Lau, is there anything else? Is is that it for the uh, lightning round? Yeah, I had no more items. Okay, well, I'm excited to introduce this guest. Um, it's one of the few guests I've actually met in person already, uh, and he, this would be Sam. Uh, he he runs what's called the Lightning Store that sells your merchandise, uh, your your Bitcoin or uh, even Nostra merchandise now. Um, Sam, how you doing? Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what you do because uh, I understand it's a lot. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing great. Yeah, it's 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 been a long week. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your dog, man. Let's, it's it's let's all that. good, man. I've, I've, you I've know. been there myself. I know exactly it's, exactly how you feel. It's the price you pay. You know, I I'm just happy to, I, I I locked in 15 years. Um, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, and it is pronounced GIF. <laughs> I'll, 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 we'll see about that <laughs> uh yeah so sorry what was the question <laughs> nothing just just introducing you here um and uh welcome to the show uh i'm i don't know if you is this your first nest this would this would be your first nest show right this is actually yeah this is my first one um i've i popped in on a couple but it, this is the first time ever actually speaking on one so happy to see it's working so having your uh, lightning store, uh, clearly uh, something something purple pilled or uh, orange pilled you over the years. Uh, what what's kind of your Bitcoin origin story? Uh, it goes back pretty far. Um, started off sort of casual. I just had a couple friends that were into it. Um, I am at the age uh, where like when two thousand eight was going on, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was just buying a house and experiencing how all that stuff you know what what was happening in real time as i guess it was probably my first adult moment uh when that stuff was going down and also coincidentally started a business in 2009 um you know sort of around the recession era and all that the outcome of, of the housing market crash and all those sorts of things so i just started paying attention to how money worked because it was blowing my mind that um mostly the banks were able to get away with what they got away with in that time frame. Um, and just being so close to it, having been a person who was literally given a house for basically nothing, um, just sort of indicated to that something was wrong. It was one of those too good to be true things, but I just kind of took it on and, and then um, saw the result of what happens when you just act uh, very irresponsibly with money and how and how governments were just sort of uh, promoting that, I guess, at that time. So I started catching wind on Bitcoin stuff. The business that I started was an e-commerce business. So as soon as I saw that there was an option to accept a different kind of currency outside of what people were used to, I gave it a shot. Um, and they just sort of turned it on and forgot about it for a long time. And it was really, I would say, I started getting super into it was when I started hearing about lightning that clicked for me in a way that I don't think any of the other stuff really did. Um, so I started learning about it, started learning more of the fundamentals and realizing, uh, you know, really the power of the protocol as opposed to it just being some way for people to get rich quick or make money or any of those types of things. I started paying attention to the actual meaning behind it. Um, and then started getting really, really into it once Lightning kind of got past its early stage and got into uh, really kind of an, playing an active role in 
transacting money not only for exchange but also in real time because i'm also a musician in the music business and um it, it clicked even more when i realized i could potentially uh, figure out a way to merge these things together and and maybe make something better for the music industry that i'm in well that's a really fascinating story uh sam uh <laughs> <laughs> with that said um you know I, I guess i would like to know what what led you into uh creating a whole store like lightning store uh kind of based off of that clearly the passion started to drive you know to where you wanted to use your create creative side to to push um you know merch yeah so i mean being being interest, interested in this stuff i'm not a technical person i I, I can do some things, you know, like I started making websites when I was 16 for bands and friends and stuff. So I have limited capacity there, but definitely when it comes to lightning development, any kind of Bitcoin protocol development, then I, I have no idea. So I started the store for two reasons. One of them uh, was just because I wanted to find people who were interested in music in this space. So I created this uh, really flashy, store that was essentially selling you know bootleg punk t-shirts that were it was mixed with messaging that would be you know relatable to a bitcoin person and the concept behind that was just i'll find the people who like music and people that like bitcoin and maybe i can convince those people to make something uh, for music and then also just to because i didn't really know anybody it was it's a somewhat of an intimidating or i mean definitely with things like noster and and in this community that's growing now it's it's way less so but in 2000 you know when i started trying to learn like 2018 to 2020 or 21 um everyone's really nice and everything but it just can be intimidating so it was another way to for me to just get to know people you know so if i found people that were interested in what i was doing they thought it was fun then that would spark up a conversation and over the course of the last several years, that's um, what kind of has brought me into the community in a more organic way, rather than just trying to, you know, walk in a room and be like, hey, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a socially awkward person by nature. So it was just a it was a good way to just bring what I know to do what I know how to do into this space. And if people were interested, then great. If they weren't, then they could just, uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I didn't really, I didn't really have a plan. It was just make a, make a crazy looking store and uh, hopefully meet the right people and be able to accomplish the things that I wanted to see happen. Yeah. The uh, store in general, um, it, it's, it tends to have a little style to it. Uh, and I would assume that's uh, uh, pretty much, it, it seems like it has a lot of music influence because clearly you, uh, that's one of your passions and that's your, your, your background a bit. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, the store style in general. Uh, I'm a, I'm a musician. I grew up in, in pop punk bands, listening to that music. Uh, once I was, you know, I'm like a sixties music nerd. So I love the Beatles. That was my first band I was really into. But then when I started getting into, I mean, really when I, I guess when I got a car and I was able to go to record stores and go to some, $3 shows in basements uh, around town. I started discovering the punk scene, the pop, particularly at that time, it was pop punk was just kind of 
at its peak. Um, so, you know, I started, I, I knew how to play guitar. It was really easy to start a pop punk band. So I did that whole thing and worked at venues, um, made flyers. I was, I've always, art was, I guess, the first thing that I was into when I was a little kid. So uh, when I got a job at the venue, I started doing graphic design and then that led to doing album artwork and layout for bands. And then in my bands, I started doing all that stuff. Um, and then I, I, I have a merch company now and I work with bands. So I've just, I've always been in the music business. I've always been inspired by the art that is uh, like the visual art that surrounds music and musicians and popular culture. And so I think the lighting store stuff just feeds off of all of the things that I just truly, truly love. Um, and I, I'm trying to bring, I guess, you know, at that time, a lot of merchandise in the in the Bitcoin space was just kind of very Bitcoiny and or um, you know it had it, it just wasn't very fun I guess is probably the nicest way to put it so I just also wanted to bring some a different kind of style some DIY approach into uh, into the space because it's it's very it is very much that in a lot of ways but until somewhat recently there wasn't a lot of um, visual art that maybe was outside of a certain style in the space so and sam would you say that that uh, the visual aesthetic that you brought is something that you've developed yourself or is there um, any inspiration from existing or past visual aesthetics there, there certainly is an element uh, of uh, of some punk art like x copy art and others yeah. like that yeah, it's it's all derivative of other stuff. I mean, I've been like ripping people off my entire life, basically. <laughs> it's just, it's I'm I love it so much, and it's the cool thing about it is you, even a, even as a musician, like you you hear a you know like you hear a Beatles song or something, and just think I want to write a song like that, and you can't. Like, there's no way you can. So, but in trying to do that, you end up with something kind of special and unique. And I think that's what a lot of my style is. You could definitely trace it back to a bunch of different things. Like if somebody knew what they were looking at, they could definitely identify what was inspiring me and in any particular thing that I've done in my life. But, um, but you know, it's in, in doing that and because the inspiration is so wide, it does sort of present its own unique thing. Now, if I'm straight up making a, like a rancid t-shirt that is, <laughs> that's essentially a boot, a, a Bitcoin related bootleg to a, a rancid album cover. That's a little bit different. That's more of just like a mashup bootleg thing. But I haven't done a lot, I haven't done much of that lately. I've been getting more into just trying to do original stuff, and um, that stuff is still very much inspired by. Yeah, the X copy art definitely is a is a big one. Um, I like analog art. I like doing things on paper and then taking pictures of it and bringing it into Photoshop. Um, uh, I do a lot of stuff like that for this other project that um, called Wastoids that I work on. There's a, a lot of that element to it, kind of the 80s punk aesthetic, uh, early skateboard skateboard aesthetic, like Southern California skateboard aesthetic. So it's it's really a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's it's all it's all just me dorking out and really loving all kinds of things and, and trying to bring it in to. I, I guess maybe it's just trying to keep it alive you know things that i really loved that i've discovered along the way and just wanting to to keep them sort of in in existence i don't 
sometimes obscure things can disappear into into uh, the ether. Well, you know, it's all I view it as all part of um, early stage Renaissance 2.0 that the Bitcoin and low time preference thinking sound money thinking is uh, maybe this is hopium. <laughs> yeah, Sam, but I, I really do feel like we're on the cusp of a, of a second uh, wave of art or a second major wave of art since the uh, Renaissance. I mean, you have uh, the the visual aesthetic that you bring to the table. Uh, you have folks like Mio One, uh, if you're familiar with his paintings, he's a surrealist. Um, and uh, and you have several others, right, who, who sculptors and uh, and so on. So hopefully we are on the cusp of a new movement in art. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that brought up a few times, and I I've even tried to ponder that and and talk to people about that concept because i mean it does seem like if there is a moment in time this might be the time to do it the world is just sort of coming to this weird this weird point where everything none of it really makes sense but there's all these cool things happening behind the scenes um that will sort of be there and ready you know when people decide to um, that they've kind of had it with the traditional systems that exist now that just are are sort of scaling backwards for regular people um, so yeah, I think, I think it's out there. I mean, if we have the tools being developed that will make, um, that will create balance in the, in the world again, then, um, that hopefully that would lead to people having more time to create art and do exciting things like that and make them happy. And on a, on, on a related note, Sam, and because you're a musician, um, and you like punk and, and rock and so on. Is rock dead? And does Bitcoin fix it? <laughs> uh, I don't think rock's dead at all. No, actually, um, I think I got a little out of touch with newer music, uh, probably in the last 10 years until recently with this uh, Wastoids thing that I mentioned a minute ago. We work with a lot, we do a lot of features on, on newer bands and I'm kind of through that pulled into scenes that I would have been in when I was younger. And I'm very much happy to see our, our alive and thriving. I don't know if, you know, the idea of mainstream rock is maybe not what it used to be. You know, that was a very specific moment in time as well. And, and the stamina of bands when a band is a super huge band, now they just kind of go on forever. It's like Foo Fighters have been a band forever. Rolling Stones are still playing. You know, it's like, it's harder to, I think, break into that into that mindset of of what you would have considered 60s, 70s, 80s rock. That that idea might be dead, but I don't know. I think that there's still all the cool things that ever existed about music and art are still there. You just have to find them. And in, in your art, um, you know, it, uh, I want to understand your kind of creative process because uh, I've, I've seen some of your shirts. Like you have the pleb chain shirt, which was just. Uh, I mean that's a badass shirt. <laughs> uh, what what kind of went into that, or the mutiny shirt that uh, just dropped, um, or the Nostrasia, or the Nostrica? I mean those are all just like it, it, it's very unique in its own way. Um, but I feel like uh, you might have some momentum in the store, uh, uh, kind of going uh, this direction with uh, with some of the kind of niche things. Yeah, it's. I tend to work sort of with a mixed. I don't know. I guess mixed media would be kind of the 
the right term to use. Um, I, I draw a lot of stuff on paper and then I'll bring it into Photoshop and then I'll do a lot of editing kind of after the fact. So, um, you know, with Mutiny, the Mutiny shirt, for example, that's a that's obviously a take on a Marlboro cigarette <laughs> shirt from from the 70s or the 80s or something. Um, it's just it's with those types of things, it's just literally recreating an idea and trying to make it work for a product or a, some other concept, you know, um, with something like Nostrasia or the, the pleb chain shirt or some of the, or like the wave lake shirts. Um, those are just, it, it may be mixed and maybe I draw a sketch some stuff on paper and then bring it into Photoshop and edit it. Or sometimes I do it just straight up in Photoshop or I draw it on my iPad or what, whatever I can do, but it's usually, I don't have one specific way that I go about it. It just, I guess depends on what um, what the thing specifically calls for. You know, like the the pleb chain radio flyer that I made for this just for fun because I thought it was a cool. I thought it was just a fun idea to make a flyer for this. Um, that I normally would have probably tried to do on paper, but since I did it at two in the morning, I I just had to cheat a little bit and do it all in Photoshop and make it look like I did. What what I love about that is I, I posted uh, just a meme, uh, kind of just, I made it for the show, uh, you know, a, a guy running while he's juggling. And it was basically you <laughs> juggling uh, Wave uh, Wave Lake, uh, a lightning store, Bitcoin, Noster, um, all these things that all these hats you wear, uh, and us trying to unravel that in one show. Um, and you said, I have an idea. And I'm like, okay, well, what the hell's this? <laughs> and like two hours later, you had a flyer. You know, I feel like uh, when you, when you have an idea, uh, that light bulb clicks, and then you you know your destination, and uh, in, 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 it's much quicker to get there, I suppose. Yeah, I work pretty quick. It's, I mean, I guess it's the same with with the creative process for a lot of people, but it's really hard to just do things on command. Like I have a lot of people that want to want me to do things for them, and and I want to do it because I I really. I really do actually enjoy this quite a bit. It's it's all related to what I do in my just in you know as a living, but when I'm able to split that stuff off and have fun with it and kind of remember how fun it was when I when I started making t-shirts, um it, I get really excited. But still with that being said, sometimes it hits you really quick and you can and when that happens I I work fast, but sometimes it takes a while, you know, and you just have to wait for a good idea. And, you just need the inspiration but that in particular it's like yeah all it took was just for you to post post a flyer <laughs> and i was like oh i should make a flyer too i should make a fun one that's cool not not that yours wasn't fun yours was fantastic but, <laughs> no you know. i mean yours brought me back to when i was bombing uh uh, uh when i say bombing i mean uh, taking flyers and throwing it in uh windshield wipers and stuff uh when i used to uh, oh, yeah. perform back in the day so it was something that uh it kind of brought me back i knew exactly the angle you were going and then you saw the all ages and uh in free event type of thing um so yeah definitely nostalgic uh right up your alley um i thought it was just great to be a part of that um anything coming up any any merch uh, uh as we conclude uh, talking about the lightning store uh anything in the pipeline um that we can all look forward to yeah actually i just just put that so that pleb chain radio thing it was cool i think somebody said they wanted to see it on a shirt in your in your little internal chat so i just put it on the shirt and i put it up so there's a there's a purple pleb chain radio shirt available now 
if somebody wants to go grab one and I'll, I'll just do a, a single run of them. It'll just be like a fun little thing for this. A limited, a limited run. Yeah, we'll do a limited run. That's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, Marseille was the one that, that wanted to see it and purple that's Noster. Uh, I, I, I can dig it. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 hopefully I can uh, buy one before they get, <laughs> they're, they're all sold. Okay. I'll, I'll get you one. I'll make sure you, I'll make sure you get one. Don't worry about it. Make sure I get one. Cause I can't <laughs> get those ship here. So <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Well, We'll make we'll make sure the uh, the Nostra report the not the the pleb chain people all get I'll, I'll get one for sure. Thank you. So in regards to the music and whatnot, um, I I do notice like when uh, when when Nostra, we, I, I believe you joined Nostra um, uh, in December with a lot of us, but uh, Wave I, I I never heard of Wave Lake um, until that time. Um, so tell me about Wave Lake. Yeah, so Wave Lake, the reason for that is because it didn't really launch until January. Um, we So there was a version of Wave Lake that did exist for about, I don't know, maybe nine months before that. Uh, Michael, my partner in that, he's the, he does all the, all the, he, he's the, he's the smart one, I guess I should say, and I'm the annoying one. But uh, he, he kind of started Wave Lake um, coincidentally inspired, I guess, loosely on some stuff that he had seen me do. So it's really kind of a cool serendipitous story that happened. I created something that just called the lightning music store, which was essentially me just hacking together some stuff that I found through the podcast 2.0 spec and the podcast index. And I put music on RSS in my quest to figure out how to get that done in a, in a reasonable way. Um, and he saw that and he, he also was thinking the same thing. He's a, he's in Chicago and he's a journalist, um, and wanted to get out of the the world he was in and kind of step into this, this side of things. And so he, he started coding and came up with this thing called Wave Lake. And it was, it was a lot different than it is now. Um, it was definitely way more technical and it was fun and it was cool. And I was, I think I was one of the first artists. To, to try it out and we would be on the you know phone a couple times when he first launched it just working through all the bugs and trying to figure out how to make it work but ultimately um it just wasn't really working out i think like he had hoped but i was very excited about it because it was in the two years that i had been looking for someone to do this in music uh i felt like wave lake had the best potential it just seemed like a really like the perfect thing for what I, I was trying to do. So we just started talking a lot and eventually realized we were super aligned on everything and decided to um, just start start from scratch. So we kept the name Wave Lake, but really for everything down, we built it, we branded it um, and, and went out with and launched it in January with just a completely different approach to make it much simpler. And it's focused more on the distribution side than anything else we do have a player and we are working on mobile players and other things like that just so people will be able to to use it um like they would any other music player but we're the the tools that we're building and the cool the, all the kind of behind the scenes stuff is really the stuff that's going to make it cool and i think will make a significant change in the music industry so sam why don't you walk us through um 
a simple scenario, right? So I'm, let's say I'm a musician. I've just created this, um, the song, right? And I'm looking for distribution and monetization. And I decide to use Wavelike. What, what happens next? So, I mean, I can just give you probably the best way to describe it is just a quick story. It's still so early. I mean, just like with all these things, you know, it's early. So if you're, if you're not familiar with any of this stuff, it's going to be kind of tough still, you know, it's just like all this Nostra stuff. Eventually, if you spend a couple of days on there, people help you out. They walk you through some things and you figure it out. But if you were just completely on your own, it might feel a little complicated still. Um, maybe it's not exactly the same as signing up for Twitter or something, you know, so this is kind of the same right now, but a quick story, just sort of a, the impact of it. Um, when I was in Nashville, I was doing a demo on Wave Lake and um, talking, I was actually on a, on a panel, a master panel. I was talking about Wave Lake and I was going to be doing a demo the next day. And uh, this guy was in the audience and he came up to me after and said that his daughter was a, a Nashville musician. She's 19. Um, she's trying to make it and kind of get, getting going and picking up some momentum and wanted to have her and his wife uh, come with him the next day to the demo. So they did ask a bunch, I, I did the demo, they asked a bunch of really cool questions. And then after we got them sort of set up and onboarded to Noster and got a, a wallet and all that stuff set up. And then a couple of days later, she uploaded the tracks and um, you know, what happened for her was just a realization of, of where this could lead potentially. Um, she hasn't really been able to onboard her fans necessarily. I don't think that that's been the approach that she's taken yet. It was really just sort of like a, a test or a trial to see what might happen. And what ended up happening is in two weeks, she generated, I think just over a hundred dollars in boosts and zaps and stuff. Um, and then compared that to her last statement, which was in, which covered April. I think she had made $20 over the course of, or, or $20 distributed from 60 different music platforms, Spotify and Apple Music and all those types of things. So that's a very strong indicator for where this can go in the future. Someone who's just starting out, 19 years old, um, isn't really making any money yet in the music industry, but is gaining momentum enough that she's making 20 bucks a month, you know, off her stuff. But then she tries this out and now she's making a hundred dollars. And you think about how that might scale and you have someone now who uh, maybe they have 10,000 listeners on Spotify and they try this out. And by the time they try this out, maybe we have our, our iOS app and our mobile app built out. And so now there's an easier place for them to send this person to. They might just be like, okay, cool. I'm trying this out. If you really want to support me, go to my Wavelake page and you know download this app, load it up with your credit card, throw ten bucks on there, and if you like what you hear, just you know just send me some boosts. And I think that's just going to um, I think that's going to spread in a in a pretty cool way once you start getting people on there that have significant followings and are able to onboard their actual fan base to it. So right now, like I said, the start of that it's just it's a little difficult. It's not we're the people that are on there now are people that are either familiar with it or are interested enough in taking a chance on it and learning about it, but it's not a hundred percent there yet for uh, maybe, maybe um, you know, your average musician or average, average user. So it's there and everything works and it's actually super simple if people want to give it a try, but um, 
we're not take we're we're not making like a huge push towards onboarding people until we're absolutely certain that all the things are there that are going to make it actually successful for cuz cuz ultimately the goal is we want musicians to be able to actually make money off of their music rather than having to do all these other crazy things um, to supplement that so if she wanted to grow her revenue from $100 to $200 in the next month and then 300 400 the following month what would she need to do would it would it be spreading the word of nosta getting more people to create npubs and and follow her on on wavelake so that they could zap or boost or, or whatever it is yeah it's like if she has a thousand if she has a thousand people listening to her on spotify um yeah i think i looked and it was around there 1100 1200 people a month or monthly listeners none of those people are on nosta you know the, the chances the chance that any of them are very unlikely uh so yeah i mean that's that's i'm that's the next wave of this and they're so willing and interested in this and have been kind of a cool t use case and actually the first one that we had that were completely 100 percent not familiar with any of this you know they've been doing nothing but asking questions and that's been very eye-opening for me um but like the next step is going to be you know maybe hooking them up with uh the zbd social people I've, I've reached out connected them so they're going to do some sort of feature on zbd i think hopefully in the next month or two and once that app is out of the wait list then i think that's going to make things a lot easier for people especially that they're targeting that generation specifically over there at zebedee they're they're going for like the gen z crowd so um you know when you can bring a bunch of people that might normally be on TikTok over to some place where they can get onboarded to Noster and, and have it feel super familiar to them. And then uh, people like uh, like her can bring her fans to that point. You know, instead of having to bring them to something that might look a little too technical, like instead of bringing them to Primal, she can say, hey, go to this fun thing where all the kids are hanging out. It's ZBD social or whatever. And my music is on there. And, and the cool thing that, that they're doing is you don't even have to know how to buy Bitcoin or acquire stats. You can just get it by taking a survey or playing a game or doing random things. So I think that'll be a really interesting thing to see how that grows once we just see more and more of these apps start to spring up. And we, especially that's the cool thing about it is we don't have to rely on a Twitter or a threads or one of these things. People are able to develop apps on these protocols that cater to specific audiences. So we can have the primals, we can have Domus, we can have, Amethyst, we can have ZBD social, we can have all these different things. Um, and everybody really gets to take their pick on what they want their experience to be. So I think that's the really cool thing about it, too, is just, we're, we're you know, Wavelake is going to be a Nostra client, too. So we'll be, we'll be, ha we'll have all these things. Uh, we'll have all these things embedded into what we're doing, too, but they'll be heavily music focused. And so that's where music people are going to want to hang out. And maybe everyone else is going to hang out on Domus and other places. So I don't know. There's just, there's so much potential with all this stuff. It's now more than ever, especially since, since the Nostra stuff really started taking off in January, that was perfect timing for us because we knew what we were going to do. And a lot of the other things we were focused on seemed to be way out in the distant future. And then as soon as, uh, you know, Nostra presented itself in front of us, it, like, Oh, we can do 75% of this stuff actually right now. So it's, it's cool. How would the digital rights and royalties play into something like this? 
um, Sam, because I mean, that that is a concern, right? When you're talking about creating this valuable audio content and w- what if this person then decided to list their music with on other platforms or, or signed a contract with a label, right? H- how would something like that work? Yeah, so right now, because it is early, it's gonna be, if you think of it, Think of it at this stage, like something like Bandcamp or SoundCloud, if you're familiar with those or people listening are familiar with those things. Those are very profitable, or Bandcamp specifically. Bandcamp was, has been around, it actually started around the same time I started my, my merchandise business. And I know that guy a bit um, from back then. And um, they've been profitable, they were profitable for 15 years and then sold to um, the gaming company, the Fortnite people, I forget what it's called. Uh, that was a really cool thing because it started out just being a community for independent artists and you know they they don't pay to pros performance rights organizations we're not going to pay to performance rights organizations uh, they didn't have any record labels or any any of that type of music on prior it started off just like a lot of bedroom projects <clears throat> garage band stuff uh, independent artists people that owned their rights and and then over time it grew and you started seeing like independent labels spring up on Bandcamp because it was just a cool thing. And that's where people were and they wanted, they wanted to have their music where people uh, were listening to it. So I think we'll see that happen here. Uh, the other major advantage that we'll have is, um, you know, I actually do think we'll see legacy artists and record labels and those types of people come on, on board eventually, similarly to the way that they did to streaming platforms like Spotify however many years ago they were fighting that like crazy and they didn't want to but that's where all the people were you know and so the people that were you know people like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Taylor Swift or whoever who who held or Neil Young and those types of people who held out for a really long time because they're like this is stupid we're not making any money eventually they had to kind of back down and and get the music on there because that's where everyone was listening to it and I think since this is going to be such a superior system over time, we'll see something similar happen. Um, now, it's, there's no requirement. I mean, just like Bandcamp, if I have my music, I can have my music on Wavelake and I can have my music on Spotify too. It doesn't matter. You know, there's no, it's a, it's what we're just building is an open library. So the only thing that we were, we have to worry about right now is if people are uploading music that is not theirs. And that's something that we're, monitoring in a, in a very manual way right now, but something that we'll be able to do in an, in an easy automated way, very similar to how uh, any district digital distribution would do that, um, would protect against someone uploading like a Foo Fighters track to TuneCore tonight, you know? You know, Avi and uh, Sam, I w- remember when we had, uh, well, Avi, remember when we had David Bennett or AKA Nunya Business from Bitcoin and podcast on? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sure. on his computer monitor, um, just right in the corner, he has a, a, a Chinese, uh, what is it? A uh, fortune cookie, a fortune cookie, uh, a fortune, a little piece of paper. And on that, it says everything has a beginning. Um, I think that's really the theme with a lot of all these Nostra projects or just this this new frontier we're in uh, where we can all feel the moment, momentum, the magic. Uh, we know where it's going, just like Jeff Booth says, it's inevitable. Uh, but when I hear you talk, I, I just always think, you know, a lot of our guests, too, it's just this is the beginning. Um, and, it, it, and we keep showing up. We keep doing um, it's going to grow. It's inevitable. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I saw this happen in music. I mean, I, I'm, I am old enough to remember too. I mean, right around that same time that, uh, you know, housing markets were crashing and those things were happening. The music industry was dying too. It was, it was totally dying when I, I started my merch company in 2009 and that was the start of 360 deals and, uh, merch bundles and, um, and the vinyl resurgence coming back because people were just looking for tangible things to sell, to be able to scan their music and nobody, you couldn't get anybody to buy it because everybody was, everybody was downloading online. So they would do things like, Oh, well, we'll create this really cool package so that you are kind of tricked into buying a CD or buying a record because it's bundled with a tote bag and a t-shirt and a music box and all this other stuff. Um, but over time, you know, that I remember reading an article a long time ago. I referenced this a lot because it just, it, it really got me to where I am today in my, the way I think about this stuff is somebody told me like, Hey, you should re I think this was maybe 2005 or 2006. Someone was like, you should read this article. It's called music like water. And it, I forget who wrote it, but it was just this, the, the gist of it was someday music is going to be consumed like water. Someday media will be consumed as will be paid for as you consume it. It'll, it's going to be, it's like a water faucet. And just like everything else, just like your electrical bill, just like your gas bill and your water bill, you pay for what you, you pay for what you use. And that gives it the best value. And, and, um, you know, I think this was before really, I mean, I don't, I don't remember what year Spotify started exactly, but it was that certainly before it was a thing, you know? And I think in a lot of ways people thought, or, or probably even still think this is the answer. Now there's a lot of people that are pushing back on that, obviously because um, even some of the bigger artists that put their music on there have now, have now taken it off again, or people are starting to, to complain about it even more because it is getting kind of absurd, the amount of money that you're able to make off these things. Plus you're just not people, anyone in this room that has a Spotify or an Apple music subscription is paying mostly to the company. They're not even really paying the artists directly and they're certainly not paying for what they consume and that's that's never really happened in history before it's kind of a weird concept these monthly subscriptions that we're getting that we're getting put into so um you know I, without getting too super long-winded on this i think it's like a dollar 38 out of your spotify subscription actually goes to artists and that's distributed to to on average 45 different <laughs> different artists so it's all, it's all going to joe rogan <laughs> Yeah, a lot of it's going to Joe Rogan or the the um, what's his face, the the the, the uh, prince and his wife or something. I I don't know. They paid like millions of dollars. They got canceled. Yeah, they got canceled. Yeah, it's like a bunch of a bunch of people got um, got laid off at Spotify and they blamed it on them. And it's like oh, I don't know if that's the problem. Uh, right. But yeah, so they so, I mean, they really made a focus on user retention and new users versus a focus on the actual artists that are already there and existing. So. Yeah, plus they're just, they're not making any money. Spotify's never really made money. I think they've only had a couple quarters where they've even been profitable in the history of their company. So, you know, it's just, it's not a sustainable model. None of these subscription services are. We all have, I mean, if you're smart, you don't, but most people have, you know, at least 10 subscriptions between Netflix and Spotify and all these other things that are out there. And it's just not sustainable. And people, if we have the if we have the ability to pay for things as we consume them, of course, why wouldn't we do that? That makes the most sense in the world. And that's what we're trying to build with Wave Lake. And that's what we're going to see across all forms of media. 
So how rewarding is it? Uh, you know, w- you know, you're on Noster. You see the social aspect of conversations. Uh, you see people uh, posting Wavelake, uh, their their tracks from your uh, your 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 client or platform or uh, your your product. Um, like for instance, let's let's give a shout out to like man, man like Quex. Uh, he's yes, uh, he's a is. rapper. Yeah, <laughs> what's up, Quex? Uh, uh, so he's from Tanz- Tanzania. Uh, I believe, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and he's just a, he's a rapper from Tanzania. Uh, he's he's on your uh, your service. Uh, he's 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 hitting the charts on there. How does that feel as just a human? Uh, you know, the human aspect of it. it. It feels incredible, and I've talked to him quite a bit. We you know we've been on we've been on the phone. We've hung out um, not in person. Hopefully that happens soon. But it's incredible. I mean, what most people don't think about especially people who think about Bitcoin in this country, you know, they're thinking about it in a very, in a very uh, closed minded way. You know, it's, it's either for Bitcoins for bros to, to get their gains on or whatever and like make money. And I don't know, whatever, whatever people think is happening is generally not what's actually happening. Um, They don't think about uh, the rest of the world. They don't think about how most countries most people in most countries uh, don't have access to bank accounts um, and don't have access to to even make a fair uh, fair money you know so when you talk to somebody in Tanzania and he's talking he's telling me about the meetup that he went to um, and he's telling them about Wave Lake and it's you know they're musicians they're creative people and they're just like, wait, what happens? I can, I can upload my, I can go home. I can upload my beat or my music or whatever I'm working on tonight and I can make money instantly and it can be in my pocket instantly. You know, it's, it, he's like, it's blowing people's minds. He got his, his nephew is also a really incredibly talented rapper who's, who's uploaded a couple tracks and it's just incredible. Like, it's just cool to be able, it, it still blows my mind. It blows my mind. I mean, people are, projects even are getting brought back to life like this somebody somebody someone today uploaded their father's it's like dutch uh pop music from the 60s he's like my my dad just like has this record that was just like in the closet it's incredible like i want people to hear it he's like this is amazing like this is amazing like music can be heard again there's music discovery is i mean you know as these things scale obviously it's gonna get harder and so we're in this really cool window right now where there's 275 artists uploading music right now so it's really easy to discover stuff um but we're gonna do we're gonna make a, a huge effort to 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 maintain that even as this scales up because it really is incredible to be able to find um music again you know and like and also be able be exposed to stuff that i would never hear hear otherwise like i probably i probably would have you know with what the things the blogs i read and the the radio stations i listen to or whatever you know i probably would have never heard man like clicks ever but now i know now i've been exposed to him and it's and it's awesome and i get to check it out and i know his nephew and i know uh whatever he's sharing and it's just really fun like the social element of all this too is really great and we're gonna be through nostr highlighting that quite a bit as well yeah, I mean he's he's over there rapping uh, about in pubs and uh, 
In, he's in very Boston. prolific. Yeah, yeah and, and very it, it's all Bitcoin. And I mean, he's straight plug chain. It's it's Bitcoin and Noster just mixed into songs, which is great. Um, and and with that said, I mean, what's your Noster story? I know I know you came right around Christmas. I think it was the 21st. Um, with that said, were you part of the, the Jack Hatchening? I mean, pretty much it seemed like that was the wave. Yeah, I think so. I definitely just saw it on, it was, you know, I love just trying out new stuff. So, I mean, it was that it was lightning for me, you know, anytime a new thing would pop up, I would try to figure out how to do it. And so I just got used to doing that. And Noster was just one of those things. I saw enough people post about it in a short period of time. Maybe it was, maybe it was Jack, maybe it was, I don't even know, you know, but um, it was definitely that week, you know, where everyone was kind of popping on. Um, and it just immediately made sense to me, you know, like absolutely not being able to stand. I mean, I could barely stand. I actually had stopped using Twitter for a very long time. The only reason I got back on Twitter really was to, um, was to, to figure out all this stuff. You know, when I started lightning story and just basically created a new account and I just got on Twitter just so I could follow what was going on in the space. And I have to, I have a series of very elaborate mutes to like make my experience there um, manageable. And that, that's only gotten worse, you know, like now just what Twitter even is, or I guess it's not even called Twitter anymore. It's just like unbearably ridiculous. So um, to be able to see this, I mean, it especially just how fast it was being developed on, I was having a lot of flashbacks to the early development on Lightning. I was paying attention to that stuff. I just didn't really have a super huge connection to it. Um, whereas this was something I was way more used to. Like I was very used to internet chat rooms. I, when, you know, when I was a kid, I'd be in AOL music chat rooms or JavaScript chat rooms or whatever, talking to people about, you know, our favorite band. And so just the, um, it, it just felt very familiar and it, and it made a lot of sense in, in a world that kind of, uh, so especially in the social media world, um, not a lot of stuff is making sense and things are just sort of, it seems like people are just at that point now where it's getting desperate and we're starting chasing a lot of old ideas and not seeing any innovation. And then something like this comes along and you see the innovation happen instantly and it's crystal clear how it can be expanded into all these different areas. It just makes sense, you know? So it is incredibly early um, for sure. We've already said that a couple of times here and, and that's, that's a, that's that's something that's said quite a bit, I think. Um, but you know, it just it just makes sense, and so I I can see where this goes now. No one really knows how long that's going to take, or there's no guarantee. But um, to me, it's you know, with, between this and lightning, they're I don't know. It seems like uh, they have the strongest chance. You know, it makes the most sense out of anything that I've seen, uh, just because of the universal nature of all of it. It just seems like if it's all going to be able to interact very well. Um, like Marseille said, it is, it's, it's property. It kind of like gives you ownership of your, of your internet again, which is really cool. Um, and you don't have to, you don't have to rely on other people um, to be building out things for you. You can just kind of create your own experience from client to client. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It seems like an incredible thing to be able to be witnessing both of these things happening at the same time. And the fact that they work so well together is just kind of even more mind blowing. Right. And we're going to come back in a year and, and just let I me, mean, it's, it's only been 
uh, you know, a, a matter of a, what, a half a year, seven months or so, eight months, uh, uh, since we, we started to really start uh, rolling downhill, but you're starting to see the snowballs uh, kind of grow as it, as they're going downhill with a little bit more momentum. Um, and you start to see these combinations of projects and stuff. And uh, speaking of projects, you're you're in a lot of them. Uh, you clearly, uh, you know, you, you spread thin. What's the oddest thing you're a part of right now? The oddest thing? Uh, so Wastoids, which you can find also on Nostris. That's W-A-S-T-O-I-D-S. That's probably the oddest thing. No one really knows what to make of it. Um, Jason... This guy, Jason, who I think might even be listening right now, has his first master experience. Uh, he, We've been doing this. We had just this crazy idea a few years ago to try to just bring back like weirdo pop culture stuff, public access TV, early MTV stuff, um, skateboard culture, punk culture, just, um, you know, cult things. Like we were just talking about this 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 like super incredibly awesome uh cult and cat that started in california in the 50s and by the 80s it just was this incredibly cool thing it's on this uh podcast called click click vortex that we do um yeah so that's that's probably the oddest one um but it's really people seem to be kind of confused by it for some reason just because there's a lot of stuff going on and it also is very very flashy and crazy but it's really truly at its core, just a, a podcast network. And a, so we make music videos and we make podcasts and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm trying uh, to bring that stuff into Nostra too. Cause there's a lot of, you know, there's only so much tech talk you can have. You have to have well, some, some other things there too, every once in a while. And you're doing a 24 hour stream right now, aren't you on zap.stream? Yeah, we, we've been talking a long time about doing, doing a video stream and an audio stream. And so when I saw that, um, I thought it was a cool opportunity to test that out. Also, we've never figured out a way to make money at Wastoids. So that's the, that's a cool concept too. It's like, oh, cool. We might be able to get some uh, some zaps here if we start pointing people. So the last couple live Click Vortex episodes we did, I've been simultaneously running it on zap.stream too, um, just to see if you know people start going there. Because normally we just run it on YouTube. but it's been fun to try that out as well. Avi, um, I know you've been thinking about doing it. I, um, are you going to be posting any of your uh, piccolo solos on Wave Wave Lake? <laughs> uh, and by that you mean my son's uh, music, right? Um. <laughs> no, I got nothing uh, left. I- <laughs> Just, just figured we'd uh, wrap it up with a piccolo solo, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, Sam, we should, we should talk. Uh, my son is a budding musician. He's twelve, turning thirteen in a few weeks, um, and um, we, we could talk offline about that. But you know, Sam, this entire conversation, especially when you talk about even something like Wastoids, right, bringing that counterculture movement, and then, and then the sort of the the visual aesthetic. That you bring through the lightning star, it just it feeds that hopium narrative that I'm clinging on to. I'm clinging, not clinging on that that I know is going to play out. That as humanity, one by one, <laughs> lowers its time preference, and we move on to a sound money standard, and and hyper Bitcoinization is upon us. 
I do believe that art and creativity and and you just these these things that bring us joy, right? Uh, the, the things that happened in the '60s, even in the '90s, in, in places like uh, places like uh, the Lower East Side of New York uh, and elsewhere, those are going to thrive. Um, so it, it just I find it heartening to hear folks like you talk about these things because I it just makes that that wave of incoming creativity and art seem more real. That's really cool that you said that. Yeah, because I, I absolutely agree. And I have always latched on to those types of things. Like I um, actually live in the Lower East Side. <laughs> I love the history of the Lower East Side. I love the New York punk scene and the, and the art scene that was going on there. Um, and I really do. I, I am why I think I am so drawn to this is exactly for that reason. You know, like this is probably at least in my in my generation, this is the closest thing that I'm going to have to any type of movement that could potentially make a significant difference in society. You know, it's it's I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot of really fun things. I've made cool music. I've tried to do cool things for artists. But now as I'm getting older, it's like you you are sort of drawn to and your 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 purpose and what you're doing here. And if there is some way that um, I'm able to bring this knowledge of these things that I've discovered and and just help even in, in a tiny, tiny way to bring them to light and make a difference in uh, in a society that's, yeah, absolutely getting, getting crazy. I mean, it's just the, it, everything moves so fast. I mean, even, even something like Wastoids is such a, prime example of like it is so fun and it's cool and it's one of these weird things that people used to be able people would probably if we were doing this 20 or 30 years ago it would probably be at the very least doing a lot better because people's attention spans were were uh normal now everything just moves so fast and and that also in itself is not a sustainable model like people are just gonna people are just exhausted you know and i think they're tired of um they want to feel something. They want to experience something. Uh, they, I think, I think we're we're at that point. It's one of those things. I'm just circling back around to the the Renaissance stuff. You know, I think that's why that is is possible. You know, like it, it might seem like hopium or whatever. It might seem absurd to say we're going to have this peaceful period where everyone's just doing what they love, but. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, if you're going to hope, if you're going to like wish for something, why not wish for that? I mean, that's kind of like the greatest thing I can think of. Yeah. Uh, look, if uh, if you're working on a paradigm shift, you've got to believe that the shift is actually possible. Otherwise, what, yeah, what exactly. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're, we're not LARPing here. We actually believe in this stuff. It's just it's going to take yeah. a lot of work, a lot of work before you can, we can relax and eat grapes and play guitars and and paint stuff yeah we're not laughing we're just crazy yeah but that's good yeah we're having fun i'll live on the streets for this movement you know what i mean <laughs> yeah all right qw this was a fantastic conversation um and i think this is a good point this is actually a great note uh to end the recording yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we dove into a lot, uh, hit a lot of notes, and I think we hit them all. So very much appreciative of the time. Thank you, yeah, Sam. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, sorry for a little hiccup there on the audio. I don't know what happened, but glad that it worked for the rest of the show. So 